Hey guys, I'm back. Yes, it's episode seven of Quality Play. I'm Satwik, and welcome to this new episode. And I think I informed the topic on Instagram, which is the Indo-Nepal-Sino tripartite conflict. And this is one of the major evolving issues right now. I think you all must have been watching news where Nepal has been claiming some part of Indian territory. and uh, india uh, you know as usual we react a way higher to it than what we react to other nations about because it is obvious why not see india has always been the savior of majority of the south asian nations in and around it let it be bhutan let it be ne- uh, nepal itself let it be sri lanka let it be bangladesh or let it be myanmar too yes india has been a saving saving guy for majority of the southeast asians and in fact we have our own organization in the form of sark and not asean as such but again sark is a much better option so yeah and now why is this country which we know is called as nepal which takes most of its things from india all of a sudden acting cranky with us yes that's the question right now see the historical ties between india and nepal go way 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 deep it starts with a huge um you know since independence almost yes and looking at the political transmission of nepal from monarchy to democracy then again monarchy then again democracy and now showing signs of communism for some reason india has always been worried about the political standstill of nepal yes when it was a monarchy when it was a, when it was a democracy and when it had a transition to monarchy and again democracy nepal has always been what the indian administration would would call a pain in the place which i shouldn't mention about so yes nepal has taken most of its uh, most of its things from india yes because if you see the nepal armed forces majority of the equipment is indian equipment if you see the nepali aid or the indian uh, indian projects or infrastructure projects all of them are in collaboration with india we we have a uh, we have a freaking railway going through their own territory for some reason and now they act this this crankily with us is something which we should think about and if you observe this there is a chinese touch to it yes you might be wondering dude how come china is involved in this nepal thing but no there is an undercurrent with the chinese communist party and nepal communist party in itself so how is this related i'll give some anecdotes the chinese president mr xi jinping had gone to uh, kathmandu earlier in 2016 i guess and they had talks between the nepal communist party which was ruling by then and the chinese communist party before they both parties had signed a memorandum of understanding we don't know what there in it but again yeah we must keep that in mind and there is this thing a quote that the ambassador then stated that these tensions or the seminar which they had was concerning the xi jinping ideology regarding communism we must realize the fact that china is so far the only communist nation left in the world if if you don't consider north korea and china has been a has been a huge practitioner of communism if you if you if you ask me about russia Russia has abandoned communism a long time ago um when Stalin fell and when even during USSR in 1991 when the USSR fell 
and all the Soviet Social Republics broke up after Gorbachev, then uh, Yeltsin. Russia was a democracy. So China is that one follower of communism which never rests. Given the chance, it will propagate it, but looking at the current scenario, it won't. So yeah, we can see the very fact that China is trying to get close to Nepal at this point of time. Come on, since independence, Nepal has never been had never been close to China. All of a sudden, this communist party comes into power, and China and Nepal are hugging each other like besties for some reason. Why? It's because see the very fact that there are less com- communist nations creates an insecurity. Even a big, na- huge nation like China also has its own insecurity. It is on a it is on a very um, idiotic ground. Yes, any time this ground can slip. Any time there can be a revolution, and they are, they are prepared for it. and at the most they are ready to even suppress it but it doesn't look like that for now but if that happens i won't be surprised so yeah that's why china is trying to make up with this new administration in nepal china is giving them so much of aid that it has raised quite a few eyebrows in india even the nsa nsa has been on ground near nepal there are negotiations ongoing diplomats are talking continuously about it but that is something which we need to be aware of See Nepal has always been friendly to India. We have so many infrastructural projects. India gives aid worth 200 million dollars to Nepal for some reason which they don't use it in India itself but never mind it's fine. So when we gives them so much of aid and when we help them in so many things when we give our own military equipment to them at subsidized rates I don't know why they're supposed to act this crazy. And given the fact that they claimed some part of the Indian territory which was originally under the indian administration i don't see why nepal has to do this uh this kalapani limpia dhura lipu lake i don't know why they want to reclaim it it's around 1800 km long border with india that nepal shares they just made up a rhetoric in around 1816 the versailles treaty and some sub treaty with india and nepal and something with the british government in india and the gorkha chief so nepal had signed an agreement uh, and whatever this this doesn't make sense but we must realize that these three territories which nepal has been claiming has had considerable indian army presence since 1962 and back then nepal didn't complain no there was no sign of nepal complaining at all back then if it was all cool and calm until now we have infrastructural projects there we have a road connecting kailash mansarovar via that via that part now all of a sudden if they start complaining like that there is no point in in having a friendly relation with them see we must realize the fact that nepal acts as this one buffer zone between india and china and india would never want to lose this thing at all sorts so we already lost tibet we cannot afford to lose nepal to the chinese no after looking at what happened in nathula and chola we must realize that we need a buffer zone between china and india it's not hindi chini bhai bhai anymore it's hindi chini dushman dushman right now at this point of time and china is really aggressive than what it was in 2000s uh, 2003 or water era you're talking about that is the problem and given the fact that nepal is so anti indian at this point of time i won't be surprised if china even annexes it under saving communism but we must make sure that that doesn't happen coming to why india and chinese chinese relations are deteriorating the given fact is india had a really good relation with china until the 1960s 
when there was this war in 1962 china occupying some part of it of of india of course which they call apsai chin and um, india had to you know fortify its presence there then we reached a 40 point agreement with china in 2015 uh, for bilateral trade in lipu lake so yeah the there are agreements between india and china but they are not followed and india and china's main bone of contention has to be nepal because see nepal does not have any armed troops as such nepal has this one name say nepalese ground forces which they keep it for some reason most of the equipment is ours and yeah so we guarantee their protection if nepal is attacked by suppose god forbid touchwood china we we are giving them protection our troops are going to go on their border and protect nepali's sovereignty and all of a sudden if they do this then this is something we must question ourselves since yesterday or actually since the beginning of the week chinese chinese troops have been harassing indian troops like hell near nathula in fact i was i had been to nathula a few years ago it was all hunky dory calm and quiet uh since we had access we had seen heli helipads and we had indian helicopters and indian equipment on this side we have i had access i won't i won't tell that how uh so yeah it was all hunky dory on the indian side and the chinese side now looking at all this it also points at one thing that china has been really aggressive against india for one more reason also if you guys are following the news you must be pretty aware that india is now going to take over as the leader of the director board or the chairperson of the director board of the who this so called directors board or the chairperson chairperson of the director board is a very powerful post in the who because this is where majority of the orders of the to the director general of who which is tedros he gets the orders from here or for the matter any director general of who gets the orders from here and india as usual has been supporting an investigation into the origins of corona virus in china and now since india got such a strong position for the next 4 years and the majority of the directors board consists of which is consists of around 20 nations has all india supportive nations like 14 to 15 nations if india rallies are ready to give their vote for in support of any indian resolution so given the fact that we have such a strong position and our stance was seen in day 1 when we were supporting a resolution against china and when we were supporting for an investigation regarding the origins of corona virus in china china has started its antics immediately wow why not since you are supporting them we will we will do this but one thing we must realize is that the very dynamics of the indian political uh, geopolitical system have changed india is now supported by both the superpowers or one superpower and one semi power i i call it like this India is supported by the Russians India is supported by the Americans India India has American equipment India has Russian equipment given a call in Russia and US both will support India in, in any armed conflict yes you heard me right Donald Trump somewhat is in this really good mood and has a good impression of Mr Modi so yes i i can i can vouch on this that if there is any armed conflict of India with China these both superpowers will definitely come to our help especially russia russia has been a true friend to india since a long time and since the uh, sino soviet split in 1962 relations have never been better so yeah one more bone of contention you guys must not be knowing this but i'll i, I think i have to tell you is north korea 
now you must be wondering that satvik what you talking how is north korean between these three so i'll tell you this you must be wondering that citizens of north korea don't step outside right well no that's not the case north korea if you don't know has labor camps in russia china yemen uae you name it they have it except in india why see india gives 100 million dollar worth of food to north korea at subsidized rates that is rice wheat or corn or anything you can think of correct so here india in return north korea sends its um, i'll call it call them as students to indian institutions especially in uttarakhand and gets them trained there in, in technologies like satellite satellite technology ballistic technology and all i'm pretty sure you guys didn't know this but this is the fact and the very anger that north korea hasn't sent them to china for education and has sent them to india is something which is reiterated in, in its stance too if you see india has always condemned north korea but not to the highest degree it's just a condemnation for the global stage india has always walking this fine thread of non alignment and i'm telling you this has to break one fine day when you're taking up such powerful posts like the uh, chairperson of the director uh, directors board of the who or anything for that matter that particular line of thought that particular um diplomacy has to break at not if not now then tomorrow at some point of time this has to end so so there must be a huge change in indian foreign policy it either has to be against china or on the non alignment non alignment is not possible either you have to side with the united states or you have to side with russia although they have the same foreign policy against china but russia is a little little more relaxed in the in those terms so india cannot walk that non aligned path anymore india since it has become a superpower or a rising power since our economy has improved so much since our military military might has increased uh, very you know increased multi uh, multifold so yeah india cannot take any non aligned stance right now we have to decide on a geopolitical strategy first coming to the nepal scenario how to handle such noisy neighbors i, I call them noisy neighbors yes they it sounds fun to me how do you handle such noisy neighbors simple see nepal's mid majority of nepal's imports exports aid and military aid or anything for the matter comes only and only via india since nepal was bordered by tibet there are no trade routes as such in tibet this is in accordance to un resolutions and everything as such so what ideally india can do is since nepal has some bright minds too you can actually you know use the same strategy used by america threaten threaten deny remove all foreign aid let them suffer that's a very aggressive approach but i wouldn't suggest it because you have china at that end they are ready to provide aid how much ever they want so yeah we cannot let that happen so what we can do is you know a more constrained approach a more better approach maybe bringing neighbors like bhutan or maybe some other non aligned nation in southeast asia for for negotiations or anything or anything of that sort because bhutan has been really friendly to india and so yeah you can do that we need a constrained approach towards nepal because it acts as a very important buffer zone because when you cross nepal into india you get uttar pradesh when you cross nepal onto that side you get tibet and tibet is under china so that's basically china so yeah nepal acts under 
like nepal acts as a buffer zone but what we must realize is nepal is not what it was a few years ago the administration has changed the constitution itself has changed and we know that nepal is not doing this on its own it's doing this on the orders of china so yes this is what nepal has been doing all this while we must be sure of that and we must be careful that we handle such noisy neighbors carefully and yeah that's it because as i told earlier it acts as a buffer zone we cannot lose it coming to the fact as to what india can do to counter the chinese it's it's really complex we, there is no particular solution against the chinese because they have always been this noisy they have always been this troublesome idiotic people who won't listen to anybody in the world while they commit crimes and yeah and what not so the very way we can act against china or make china mend its manners is only and only through international pressure and making laws which are against china like the united states had passed a law recently saying that chinese uh, economic companies cannot list on the stock exchanges of in of the united states meaning they can be delisted and delisted and they cannot give an application which means that many chinese companies which are there on that will have to lose millions on billions of dollars a huge hit to china and usa has been supporting taiwan or the roc republic of china with weapons and all and it has angered china quite a bit but they'll show it in other ways and means so yeah they have to show it on us believe it or not see america is a highly developed nation although it's under a different administration yet it's a really highly developed nation so any chinese cyber threat or anything they they get it they get wind of it and they can come out of it but we cannot our our infrastructure i'm sorry to say is a little poor it needs a huge over overhaul even they know it so yeah that is one major point one more major point is we must realize that china always has thought that india is this one nation which is uh, which is poor which has nothing and all this was the notion of china back in 2000 2000s come 2010s looking at our improved military structure and our choosy you know we are buying we have the ability to buy million billion dollar worth of rafales and chinooks and apaches which are really really effective weapons especially at high altitudes china has now removed the notion that india is not a powerful anymore china is literally scared that there is a rising india in terms of military might and everything for that matter so this limpia dhura issue is not being done by nepalis it's being done by the chinese and china has been trying to disrupt indians through the border throughout the border by acting themselves so they're disrupting our buffer zone as well as they're disrupting our dis- disrupting us in normal borders so the maximum we can do at this point of time is either by international pressure or by taking laws which discriminate chinese companies and remove them and all that because the only way i i repeat this again i've repeated it in every episode when featuring usa or china the only way to defeat china is not through military might it's through economic might you take away the economic aspect of china from them they are going to suffer so badly that you will literally see them crying at one end and there will be a political instability they'll topple and you'll have a failed state in asia too okay that's the only way it is possible so economy is the only way you have to we can fight this beast in a dragon form yeah whew, it's a huge episode almost 20 minutes 
so i hope i've covered a lot of it because there, there isn't much in this but it is my analysis again as to why they're doing it so yeah hope you guys like it and yeah one update the shout out has been uh, postponed to the next episode because uh, i haven't to be honest i haven't received much uh, much responses i hardly received around uh, 20 20 responses i need more of them so you can see my instagram Yeah, the basic rules of the shout out is just type a 50 letter or two sentences about if you were a diplomat which which international conflict or issue would you solve and the top 10 will get a shout out and maybe a giveaway i i won't reveal that so yeah the episode closes hope you like the analysis we'll meet again on 29th may with another topic which will be revealed on instagram on 28th of course see you then guys bye bye